Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Ms. Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Selfish. How to, when to, and to who. How to be selfish both in your health and in your career to reach your goals, aka non-negotiable. What have you made non-negotiable in your life where no matter what's going on, who's doing what, you are not willing to sacrifice your goals at the end of the day. We are talking about just that. But first, wait, wait what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, Wait, what? Okay, so I'm reading uh, every day. I'm not going to say at the same time every day, but usually at some point in my day, I'm reading online news, like Mm -hmm. an online newspaper or online article or something. Um, I have an app, and so certain stories pop up. And today... (laughs) First thing in the morning, I read, on a flight to China, a man tries to open the emergency exit and gets hit in the head with a wine bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was wrong. (laughs) Wait. Wait. What? Okay, so many questions. First of all, first and foremost, and most important question everybody's wondering, the plane was in the air? In the air. Mid-flight. Yes. Mid-flight. Okay. Yes. Second question everybody wants to know, did somebody throw the wine bottle? Oh, no, it was a fight. It was a fight. It was a fight to the finish. And people jumped in. It was a brawl on the plane. Yeah, that happened. Wait, he tried to open an emergency exit? Yep. He tried to, he dashed to the emergency exit, got the door halfway open, the latch halfway. The flight, two of flight attendants jumped him. Um, he hit them first with a, a bottle, and then they uh, started calling for help from other passengers. And then one of the flight attendants cracked him over the head with a wine bottle. Shut up. He was unfazed. He said, do you know who I am? Kept fighting. And, and keep in mind, these are all first class. This people, is the first class? For, people in the back don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so first class got down. They ended up restraining him after a... Like I don't know how many minutes, but he was fighting to the death, and uh, they end up restraining him with zip ties until the plane landed. The plane, they did the, an emergency landing. They didn't say they did emergency. I think they landed at where they were supposed to uh, land. Oh yeah, Chinese or, don't play. Oh, we still gonna get this business. Oh. Y'all, y'all, y'all get there on time. <laughs> yeah, and they said everything was still on schedule. Shut up. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and then what made it even funnier is that. They said when he got there, he had like a black eye or something. And then, and he was in a wheelchair. I guess they put him in a wheelchair so he could kind of, you know, restrain him. Right. He flips over the wheelchair, talking about help me, help me. He was just <laughs> flat out crazy. <laughs> like, bro, what was the plan? See, that's why. That's why I mess with first class. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the back of the plane would have been safe. <laughs> They, they were safe for sure. Because they were like, see, we knew something was going on because the flight attendants was yelling some kind of codes or whatever. But, yeah. That's a superiority attitude. Do you know who I am? That right there lets you further oh, know. yeah, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it hit upside. It was unfazed. Do you know who I am? Don't, don't be cracking me upside. <laughs> I can't. You know, that's funny to us. But I can only imagine how scary that is. Yeah, I'm sure kids were on the plane and everything. So, yeah, that, I'm sure that was very. I mean, he. I don't know what happens when the emergency, but I'm sure it throws off everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Alarms going off. Everybody yeah. wants to know, should we all cabin, be trying to get the off the plane? Pressure. Yeah, yeah so. everything. A crazy. Okay, well, back here in America, <laughs> we're only getting bigger and more unhealthier. This week, okay. in my news headline, um, I was at the gym recently, and a news headline came across the screen that said, Pringles mm-hmm. has a new flavor, a new chip flavor. Okay. And it is ramen noodle. <sighs> no. <laughs> Why do you always do this? I sometimes, some way, what needs to be discussed before the show. <laughs> Jay, I was like, what in the. F- 
why do we need a ramen noodle flavor Pringle? First of all, why won't ramen noodles lead my life? Why, why, why do, do I, keep stuff well, I have my last since, three way what's been about ramen noodles? Ever since old girl said ramen noodles is not in the autopsy reports, <laughs> they have been try- showing up in your life. They are. I didn't even know that topics can trend in your life. But ramen noodles are trending in my life. <laughs> Clearly. And because they're trending in your life, they're trending in my life. Like, so, why? But really, ramen yeah, noodles? Yeah, Pringles has a new flavor, and they said it's called Top Ramen. And why do I always get offended for our culture? Because I feel like it's directed to us. Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, y'all out to kill oh, us. We're going to find this probably, the, you know, Detroit area and things like that. Percent. And so just when I thought I had enough, right, I was mm-hmm. like, let me find my passport. I'm getting up out of here. Mm-hmm. I can't that, take yeah, that, it. That's definitely a clear indication. You know, because you know Trump behind them Pringles. Oh, you know course. that's. Take us out the oh, game. yeah, that's yeah. Trumponomics right there. Mm-hmm. Number 45. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So then I hear on the radio that Burger King has a new shake. If you say ramen noodles, I'm going No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to what is it? What is it? Fruit Loop. Fruit Loop milkshake. <laughs> a dog on Fruit Loop milkshake. They mix Fruit Loops, the actual cereal with ice really? cream and make a milkshake. Why there's a small tiny part of me that No, don't you say it. Delicious. Don't you say it. <laughs> I'm like, so they mix, they mix the Fruit Loop. Okay. A Fruit Loop milkshake. Dang, that actually sounds a little delicious. I'm not going to lie. Shut your face up. That sounds disgusting. Not to me. Why? (laughs) So I'm at the grocery store and uh, Morgan texts me like, hey, where are you? I said the grocery store. She said, can you please, please get us some good cereal, like some Fruit Loops or some uh, Frosted Flakes or some Captain or something like that, she said. And, And this was the, you know how you... You say um, no is a complete sentence? Yes. No was a complete uh, N-O, period. That's all I have to say. I'm not explaining myself. You should know why. Like, girl, if you don't go somewhere and find something else to do, she texts me back like, please, we never get that kind of stuff. I didn't even text her back. <laughs> girl, why are you trying to waste my time? You never will. And, and you never will. And that's, yeah. my friend, what I call excellent parenting. Man, she's been really on me lately. Like, she's been begging me to get a perm. She doesn't like, she doesn't. She wants her hair straight and to stay straight. She doesn't uh, want the texture her hair is. It's just, I'm just like, oh my. Girl, it's just certain things. You know, I, I firmly believe in having a relationship with your kids and talking to them. But certain things, it's like, go, go sit down somewhere. Never going to happen. Never and never going to I said, Morgan, you can most definitely get a perm when you're old enough and you have a job. By then, I hope that I, whatever I taught you will have been, you know. Sink them, right. Yeah, but you're but not getting a perm I, or Fruit Loops at all. Oh my goodness! Too much. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm like, why would you feed your child this garbage? Yeah. And 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 just because, like, why do parents think they just have to say yes to everything? And it, it always amazes me when a parent says, "That's what he wanted. That's what she wanted." You know, I realized because um, you know how I, I'm a big believer in taking my kids somewhere every weekend, doing something with them. And when I don't do something, I feel kind of guilty. Like, I'm yeah. supposed to be, y'all supposed to have this active life and be doing everything. And so every time they are at home, I'm like, well, Jay, you just took them out of town. Not once, not twice, but three times before school ended. So you, you don't necessarily have to go out of town this summer. Right. And then they go to camp, they go swim, they go on field trips all week. So you don't necessarily, like, I literally have to talk to myself to make me feel like a good parent. And the way I feel about them doing things is maybe the way some parents feel about giving their kids treats and stuff like that like that's what good parents do because maybe that's how they grew up because I grew up taking trips horseback riding going to the Grand Canyon and so because of my childhood I think this is what I'm supposed to do uh, and that's what you know this is being nice to your kids and this is how right. you raise your kids so if they have good memories of I remember when we all went out for ice cream and we woke up and we ate cereal then it might you know it might be a part of right I got you because yeah. I was at a, a barbecue yesterday and a parent was there with his son and he gave his kid this kid is two years old and he gave him some ohana of ohana punch in a can like the little oh eight ounce God. or whatever can yeah. and i was just it was taking everything in me not to just stare and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> and he was talking to somebody else at the barbecue like yeah he didn't want water he this is what he wanted so? i was thinking to myself like that's the problem that's what he wanted so you need to teach him something different yeah 
It was so weird to me saying this is what the two year wanted. Wow. They wanted juice, so he gets a whole Ohana and punch. And it ain't even real juice. It ain't, it ain't even. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I don't know. And I don't, not here to judge. Obviously, I don't have children. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's one of them things like you won't understand until you have kids, but I just feel no, like. No, it's not. I'm just I feel very comfortable saying no. And they never, there's never juice in my refrigerator. We have, um,. Just strictly water. Never, never juice. That one time I did buy juice and sent you a tip, a picture of it, y'all. <laughs> y'all literally just, it was real. I thought I was doing a good thing. I'm like, I have the taste for some juice. So I went and bought this healthy, I thought, juice. And it was full of antioxidants. It was all real. It was all. And then I sent, of course, because I know better, I sent you guys a picture of the ingredients and the label. And I knew Tiff was going to be like, oh, that sugar. But I was like, it's natural sugar. So that didn't even get finished. I was like, I'm going to do something. I'm, okay, well, I'm going to mix it with water and make some freeze pops. But eventually it got poured out. I was like, we don't do this. Can't do it. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Who am I kidding? Oh, right, right. We don't drink juice. I, why am I fronting right now? I tried. You know, that's not my, yeah, I get it. Um, I wanted to ask you really, really quickly, though, what did you think about this? So it's this show. Um, that uh, a lot of people must have, might have heard of it called Shameless on Netflix. It's really popular. But anyway, mm-hmm. on this one episode, the the mother died, right? Mm-hmm. And the mother was like a druggy, alcoholic, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she had left a quote-unquote inheritance mm-hmm. to her children. And the inheritance that she left was locked in a storage uh, closet. And they went to the storage place and, and opened it up. And the inheritance that she left was like seven pounds of meth right so she was like basically every kid gets a pound of meth and the street value of the meth was ten thousand dollars each so okay. each kid get ten thousand dollars worth of meth right mm-hmm. and so one of the kids on the show the oldest daughter she didn't want the meth she's like absolutely right. not I right want no parts of this right well she didn't have to flip it or anything you know because the dad knew how to move weight or whatever right and so troy and i were discussing it and i was like if somebody gave you drugs that had a street value of $10,000, would you take it and take the money? And Troy, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you don't, I know where to go, you know, and somebody else can get the money. I don't have to move it. I don't have to sell it personally. And you just sell the whole thing one time, not like individual bags. Just one big pile of meth, $10,000, quick exchange. Uh-huh. Would you do it? Um, if there was a... If I knew 100% without a shadow of a doubt that I would not end up in prison, yeah. Okay. Not on a moral level, I would not be at, at all. Like, I can't, no. It, it, okay. It's strictly about, will I get caught for me? Okay. Because <laughs> he, he said the same thing. He was like, yeah, I will move it, like, straight up. And would you? I, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't. Um, cause I just don't want to put that poison in my community. So I was like, no. And we've had that debate before. Like if you found some drugs or whatever and take all the risk out of it and you could just sell it right now, um, would you do it? And I'm like, no. And he, so Trey was like, oh, black people don't do meth lease. You good. Yeah. Like, you, you definitely good. I was like, well, what if it was crack? I was like, what if it was $10,000 worth of rocks, crack rocks and you, I was like, no, I wouldn't. And then he, you know, people, you know, default to, well, if they wouldn't get it from me, they would get it from somebody else. And I'm just like, no, I wouldn't do it. So anyway, I wanted to flip it and ask you if you had to sell $10,000, if you could move $10,000 worth of chicken wings and french fries, would you do it? No. (laughs) No. But you would do the math. Hey, like he said, that go to somebody else. I, I know where them wings going. I know where them wings going. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I was like, morally, you know, ethically, I just couldn't. I just wouldn't yeah. do it. Meth is not a core value. You know what I mean? I, I don't even think about meth. Chicken wings, I think about them every day. Like, nah, that's not, that should not be in my community. That should, I don't, you know, I think they should be obliterated from the damn earth. If you, if you really know, popping chicken wings could definitely go. So, no, nah, I'm not moving $10,000 worth of chicken wings. Absolutely not. That's what's killing mostly everybody I know. And that's how I feel about crack. I'm like, I'm not doing it. because You ain't know nobody on crack. Get out of here. You ain't got to know nobody on crack. But I actually do. I have an auntie who's a recovering. But, um, you know, so... I was just like, it was an interesting debate back and forth because he was like, with no hesitation, I'm getting that money. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So it was just interesting. It's definitely tainted money. That's how I feel about the chicken wings. The meth is straight. You know, I can raise, <laughs> you know, open a business, whatever. But yeah, chicken wings is tainted. That's tainted money. It's toxic. I don't want, I don't want it in my life. <laughs> All right. So I'm super, super excited about the next segment. 
Uh, guys, I am introducing a new seg segment here on Professionally Fit Radio, and it's called Here We Go Again, right? So what made me think of this? Well, as you know, social media is definitely trending and, and it's popping in it and families and, and people are influenced by these things. And I've noticed a lot of things that re in regards to women, especially about our weight and just about how society views us. And every time, well, not every time, but a lot of times I will read these articles and I think in my, to myself, here we go again, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, Lisa, what do you think about introducing a new segment and kind of talking about some of these things we see, not necessarily about celebrities, but maybe just about regular everyday people or regular everyday topics that we see on either social media or things like that, that people um, in mass numbers are influenced by. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to start that segment. It's not every week, but when I see something that I just feel that I need to discuss here on this show, I'm going to do the topic, the segment. Here we go again. Let's get it. Okay. So... You may not be familiar because you are, oh my goodness, if I'm not, I don't watch TV at all. Lisa doesn't listen to the radio. And I, like, we're just weirdos. But, so, Black China, do you know who that is? Yep. Okay. And do you know who Rob is? Rob is the Kardashian that. guy. Yes. So okay. They just broke up. Okay. And, um, Black China for the last, I guess, year or so or whatever has been selling this flat tummy tea. Um, it's, it's a really popular, a lot of people sell it. A lot of celebs sell it. A lot of like fitness people sell it. It's a, you're supposed to drink the tea and it helps with bloating and keeps your belly flat. Like you won't have any issues with any of that. So she's been heavily promoting this tea. Mm -hmm. And so since her and Rob broke up, he's been blasting all of her business all on social media. And so the latest business is because he's mad because she posted um, a video with another man. Okay. Kind of in an intimate kind of, you know, environment. And, he's, and he starts saying all the things he did for her. And one of the things was surgery for her. I did, you know, I paid for all the jury and I did surgery for her. So the, the, the Instagram and Facebook and everybody was going wild because here they are buying all this flat tummy tea. And you, you, don't, you don't have a flat tummy tea. I mean, flat right. tummy because of this tea. You have a flat tummy because you got surgery. Right. And, um... So I wanted to talk about that for a minute because yeah. I think it's so interesting that so many people actually believed that her tummy was flat because, because of, of the tea. tea. I I didn't think surgery. Um, I, I guess because I'm, you know, I believe that you should work when, especially when you have a lot of money, you can right. just hire a trainer and right. work out. Right, it's easier for you than an average person. And surgery is even easier. And surgery is even easier. <laughs> so, but I I was just so intrigued by how many people just blindly follow these celebrities yes you honestly believe that her her stomach i mean she looks phenomenal she just had a baby um mm -hmm. uh, not even two years ago maybe a year and a half i'm not sure how old the baby is uh maybe not even one yet around that age between one and two i think okay and stomach I mean, flat as a board mm -hmm. she looks wonderful and it seems like common sense would have told you it's not from a team right you know right, now right. i do believe that if you are, you know, you're having issues with bloating, you know, and you already have like a flat stomach, but you know, your stomach gets bloated from different things. Right. Um, especially that time of the month. Yeah. You, I think you can drink the tea and it will help you. Right. But if you're just a regular person with this gut that's hanging down and you think you're going to like one of the girls uh, on Instagram made a video, she's pretty popular herself. And she was just going off talking about she want to fight black China, like <laughs> me in the ring. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I've been drinking this, uh, tea like Moscato and <laughs> me and Rob still fat <laughs> she, she grabbed all her tea up and like threw it at the camera it was so funny but yeah so that's um that that's just one of the things that I was just like wow here we go here we go again here we go again following behind celebrities like and putting them on these pedestals yeah. like but it just goes back to old old age. Like, tell me what you're using. Tell me what you're yeah. doing. Give me a quick fix. Right, right, right. And it's like, when are you guys going to realize there is no shortcut? There is no shortcut. There are shortcuts when it comes to um, surgery, though. Like you said, it's surgery. Right. That's the shortest, most easy way. The risks are astronomical, though. Yeah, the risks are insane. And the, value, the lack of 
discipline and education right you know what i mean sets you up for because surgery is still reversible in its own way as in you could still end up overweight with a big stomach again if you don't curve your lifestyle habits and a lot of people end up worse than they were before the surgery because they get rich way relaxed after like i look good i can eat what i want and then the worst then they then when they originally it started because yeah. i think did i tell you about when we did the um wait the bariatric surgery episode and then one of my clients was talking to me about it and she said she had the surgery and before you go to surgery you know you go to meetings and stuff so they could tell right, you right, what right. to expect uh-huh. and another lady was there at the meeting who had had nine oh, surgeries yeah, you told me about that she so her weight loss regimen was surgery she was on her ninth weight loss surgery she had the lap band, the sleeve, the gastric bypass, and just kept going back for more. I just wonder how much past what you want do people think. Like, anytime I do something uh, risky, I always think about all of the things in my life that I'm I, I'm risking losing. Yes. If, if I partake in this thing, you know, yep. I may not get up from this table. I may not see my kids again. I may not see you again. I may, you know, I, there's just so much in my life that I want to continue to do. And I would never risk it for something that I could, that I don't have to do. Right. It's, it's just crazy. I it, don't know. It's really crazy. This week has been kind of dark for us because Troy lost a really, really close friend this week. And um, very unexpectedly, you know, to some street violence. And... He and I just started talking about things, you know, because, you know, recently got life insurance and we were just talking about living and, you know, the importance of being prepared. And, you know, we um, are riding our wheels this weekend together and just like those things you don't really want to think about. But you just like like you said, life is so short and because he had just saw this guy last weekend at a party, you know what I mean? And he was really broken up about it. And it it messed me up because I had just saw the guy, too, like two weeks before that. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, and it just hurt me and pained me. And and I just think about, you know, how little people live, number one, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and how people assume that they have the opportunity to do things after X is done. You know what? I I was on uh, on Father's Day actually. A girl posted um, a picture of her dad, and he lived down south, like Atlanta or Mississippi. I think it was Mississippi. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure how far Mississippi is from here, mm-hmm. but I know it's drivable. Uh-huh. Um, and she posted, um, you know, really missing my dad. I swear, next Father's Day I'm going to be down there. Mm. I was like. Wow, how presumptuous. A whole year. A whole year that yeah. you assume yep. that you're going to get the opportunity to see your dad again. It yes. actually made me sad. I was like, wow, I hope she, that it, she does. But in the, I mean, you have this opportunity now. I don't know what your money situation is, but you're going to wait an entire year? Right. I was like, wow, yeah. I wanted to say something like, don't, please don't. Yep, please I, don't I agree. Yeah, the, the, those assumptions, like... It's just if you want something, go after it now. Make a plan now to get it done. See those people and share those experiences now. Like it is, you you don't want to leave with any regrets. Like you always told me about your mom. Like you don't want to leave with right. any regrets. You want to have a quality of life now that you can be proud of. Like really think about your life. If something happened today or next week, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and you were on your way out of here would you be able to say without a shadow of a doubt that you up to this point have lived on your own terms mm-hmm. you know that you are happy with what you've accomplished right are you you know secure in all the relationships that you've developed and does everybody know how you feel about them and do you feel like you've you know like why aren't you actively doing that on a regular basis it's just yeah that leads right into our topic that's so funny that yeah, it's sure right does. into of, of being learning to be quote unquote selfish a hundred percent yeah i agree learning to be selfish is so important because it it seems like a skill that you either have or don't have but just like confidence you can totally that's why the word second nature is you know it may not exactly second nature something can become second nature to you exactly we didn't always eat healthy but now it's It's second second nature nature. right we weren't always born with confidence but now we wear these booty shorts (laughs) okay (laughs) like it's second nature Yeah, or like even financially with me, like just the thought of saving money or being financially responsible was 
I can't afford it. Right. But now, since I started, it's second nature. Yeah. And so thinking, knowing that you can change certain aspects of who you are and not believing that, oh, I'm too nice. I don't know how to be selfish. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know how to be stingy with my time. Been, I've always oh, been that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like you can decide. We always talk. You can decide who you want to be. You can even decide when you want to be this person. Starting tomorrow, as soon as my feet hit the ground, I'm going to be this person. And if you work on it continuously, consistently, you can become that person to where it's second nature. And even though it's second nature, it won't you won't you it won't be something that's hard. When I say second nature, only because you wasn't born with this thing. But once it becomes second nature, you will you will instantly do this thing as if it was first nature. Yes. Like eating healthy is it feels like first nature to me now. Like how why would I not check a label? Why would I drink a pop? Why would I you know what I mean? Like Why wouldn't I, I ask somebody what did they cook this with? Is exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yes, yeah, second nature can become who you are yes. if you stay consistent. Yes. I was um just talking to someone about the power of consistency because this person always tells me what they did this week and then three months have passed and then they don't see results but they, then they'll go again and then they'll skip a week and then you you're not consistent right and so it you cannot become this person until you become so consistent that when you don't do it it feels odd so that brings us to the topic of you know being quote unquote like i said selfish you know a lot of times especially women um are looked at as like the nurturers, the people who yep. kind of hold things together emotionally for everyone. Yes. The person that thinks ahead and plans ahead and does the birthday parties. And, you know, like for instance, if Troy was having a birthday party, mm -hmm. you would do all the details. You would make sure that right. all, you know, everything flowed smoothly. The I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Exactly. Yes. And that's how we, we carry a lot of the uh, emotional load. And so when we start doing things for ourselves, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, it seems kind of, especially to us too. Even to me, because even when I started doing things and I'm like, yep, I, you know, I'm not going to be at home from this time to this time because I'm going to this yoga class or because, you know, Lisa and I do the podcast this day or because I'm going to go to the festival without my family. Yeah. All these things were for me only. And initially it felt kind of like, well, maybe I should bring the kids. Maybe, you know, maybe we can, you know, scale back on this or... I, I did this that week and mm. maybe I shouldn't do this because we're taught to believe that being selfish and doing things for ourselves is kind of frowned upon. Like, you know, you're taking away basically from mm. someone else when you do something strictly that's for you. And is it, do you think we're taught that or do we passively observe it and just, it's just the norm? I think passively observe it and think and, and believe it's the it's norm. the norm to yeah. you know always include others or even like you said your kids your family or your spouse um to put yourself last um put your priorities and things that you know you need for yourself mm -hmm. on the back burner yeah and a lot of people wear it as a badge of honor yeah to wear all these hats for other people mm -hmm. and then never have time at the end of the day or the end of the month or the end of the year to work on their own goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then time is always the, the reason or the excuse. Well, I don't have enough time. Um, maybe you're filling too many slots with things, maybe for other people yep. or things that you think that are necessary that aren't necessary. Yes. Like doing things for yourself mm -hmm. is necessary. I can't tell you how many times someone has said what they wanted to do. But they can't do it. Or that they would love to do. That they do. would love to uh, yes. do. Yes. But they have not done it. And I'm like, well, just do it. For instance, so many women. So many. I, I couldn't even, if I wanted to count how many women, I couldn't compliment me on my hair. Right. Um, I love your locks. How long have you had your locks? Oh, what color are your locks? Yeah. About your locks. You get that all the time. All the time. Yeah. There's always some woman complimenting me on my locks. And then, of course, I suck it all in and because they say they want their hair like that. And so I immediately, oh, this is who does my hair. This is how long. I, and all you got to do is, that, oh, no, I can't. My my husband, my boyfriend, mm. my kids, they would, they, no. Or I don't know how that would be on me. Well, just try it out. If you don't like it, don't do it. Like, just, I think the whole concept of just doing what you want to do because you want to do it. It's foreign. It's foreign. Yep, you're 100% right. Try it right. out. See if you like it. Yep. And if you don't like it, then take them out your hair. They don't lock for six months. Right. They don't, they don't, you can literally just untwist them. Yeah. In the first six months. And just try it out. And just try it out. You know, me and Trey were just talking about this yesterday. Um... 
when people look at their lives or they when people compare their lives to other people or mm-hmm. things other people have, people are so set in this mindset of that's not available to me. That that's not available to me. Just like when me and Trey went to Amsterdam, for example, uh, this year, and you know, I would love to travel abroad. I wish I could do that. I wish I. And I'm like, you know, they were selling tickets to everybody when I bought mine. Um, that's not available. But people have this concept of that's not available to me. Oh, I wish I could, you know, go back to school. I wish I had time to work out. Or I could eat like you. I I would love a belly like yours, Lise, or something. That, but they people operate in this mindset of that's not available to me. You know, I could never have this car, this part, this property, this business. You know, this lifestyle that allows me to do whatever because people don't think it's available to them. If they might not think it's available to them because of finances, they might not think it's available to them because of education. They might not think it's available to them because of capabilities and, and things in their personality that, that you think a, the person has to be a certain way to have that. The teachers just don't think things are available to them. There's nothing in this world that I don't think is available to me. Nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing nobody has that I can't do, get, obtain, see, try, right. taste. I don't care what it is. Feel love and a happy relationship is available to you. Right. You know what I mean? Being disease-free, you're not too, I'm too old now. How? You know, that's a common one. That's not available to me because I'm too old for that now. Mm-hmm. I can't go back to school or I can't lose this weight. I should have done it 20 years ago. It, it, it's not available to me. You know what I mean? I, I suffered with that a little bit when I first started school. Like, uh, should, am I too old to try and be a doctor? It's the right. stupidest thought I've ever had. It was a fleeting one, thank goodness. But yeah. I for a minute thought... Being a doctor is not available to me. I'm most people come out of med school in their twenties, and I'm going to be over forty. Mm-hmm. Who gives a? It's available to me. Yeah. You know they're they're enrolling eighty year olds in school. Like anything you want to do, you can be selfish enough to obtain it. Yeah, I think going for broke is something that people just don't want to do. Mm. People don't, including me. I don't feel like going for broke all the time, but I know that I have to because. If I don't, I won't achieve it. You know how many times we got up at 6 a.m. and met each other at the gym or at night and and ran because we were like, okay, we didn't have time all day or we won't have time this evening. Like going for broke means giving everything you got. And I know a lot of times you don't want to do that. It's uncomfortable. Yep. And sometimes you have to be selfish. Like right now being in school with two kids and a dog (laughs) and a house and a husband you know, sometimes I have to be selfish. Yo, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be at the library, like, all evening. Uh-huh. And you're going to have to do for the kids today. Yes. And, and on the weekend, yep. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be, uh, I can't help Bryson with his homework this day because I got my own homework to do. Like, that would appear selfish, but the ultimate goal is to be the ultimate person. And when you're the ultimate person, people around you will become more ultimate because of you. Yep. So I'm going, when I become who I am and, and, I, and I'm walking in that, my kids are going to be able to, to benefit from that. 100%. They don't benefit from a parent that, that, you know, wanted to be this thing, but they never got to be this thing because I was so busy taking care of you. And they have that, you know, low key resentment. Oh, God. that actually sounds miserable. <laughs> You know, you know, like Cat oh. Williams joked about it. You know, the the women holding up their high school pictures to their kids. I'm off. It wasn't for you. I still look like this. <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't. First of all, but you could have gotten shape. You could have. You could have. I remember when uh, Bryson was two and Morgan. I, you know, they. I got in shape with them. No, I couldn't do it like other women and just go into the gym by myself. I had to take them, and it was harder. But you get what you want by doing things that some other people don't want to do. Right. And that's how you you separate yourself from the people who have it, from the people who want it. Yep. You have to have this selfishness inside of yourself that say, no matter what, this is what I'm going to do. No matter who doesn't like it, this is what I'm going to do. No matter what it takes, this is what I'm going to do. No matter how hard it is, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. Yep. And being unapologetic about it. I think that's the hardest part for most people too. Being unapologetic because like you said, a lot of times as women and even further as black women, I think our default setting is the provider, the server, the giver, the caretaker, right? Um, The planner. And so to tell people no, especially if it's somebody close to you or you've been in that role so long that people don't expect anything from you other than what you've already always done. And so if you decide one day to be selfish, oh, you're changing you're different who are you you know yeah you know oh yeah I went through that too yeah yeah and so then when 
when you also decide to be unapologetic about it, it's like, whoa, somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I'm waking up on that side every day from here on out. (laughs) That's another thing that you have to learn. So I believe faking it till you make it is important. Um, There's plenty of times where I have had to say no and and pretended like I didn't care what you thought when in, in, in reality I did care. But I acted as if I didn't. And then it became easier and easier. Like, you know what? Actually, at this point, I done said no so many times that I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not doing, no, I'm not, nope. I'm not doing that. We're, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to take, you know, I remember having to check with every, you know, my husband, like, okay, I'm taking this class and this class. You don't have anything to do at this time and this time. When I know his schedule and I know he does. Now I just enroll in the classes. Like these are the these are the classes I'm going to take. And I love it. And you know, this is the time you have to be available. Right. You know, I'm not going to do it during your work schedule or anything or anything that you have had going on. But I know your work schedule and I know your schedule outside of work. And so now I this is my this is my school schedule. It's going to be on the refrigerator. So you know what time I have to be there. And I also have to study for these classes. You also know I work out. And so you have to be available for that too. Yes. And and, and I'm unapologetic genuinely about it. Genuinely. Because everything I'm doing is to enhance our lives. It's not, even though you have to do it in a selfish nature, but in the reality of it, you you are benefiting everyone by being yeah. more educated. Yes. By being more healthy. Yes. By being, being, being more confident. You're helping everyone. My conversation even with my daughter is different. You know, my conversation with my son is different. You know, because... Now I can teach you from a different angle, you know, I teach you from an angle of, oh, no, we don't stop. Oh, no, we don't. I don't care how hard it is because now I know. I know how to not stop even when it's hard. Yeah. Before, I could only speak from what someone else told me. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to definitely um, carve out time for for me and I have to be I have to be unapologetic about it. You do. And one of the questions I like to ask clients when they're thinking about giving up or quitting with, you know, diet and exercise is, you know, who's losing when you quit? You know, we we we, we they quit because they don't have time or they have to cater to their children, their family or spouse or parent. Mm-hmm. But who's really losing? Because if you're not at your best, like you said if you're not at your ultimate self, then everybody lose you're still doing them a disservice Mm -hmm. by not being selfish Mm -hmm. so being able to carve out that time um is exceptionally important one of the things you and i talked about a little bit offline is the most important conversation you have every day is the conversation you have with yourself right and so yourself yourself speaking your self-talk and how do you talk to yourself in an effort to achieve your goals? Because mm-hmm. if you constantly say, I don't have time, I don't feel mm-hmm. like it, this is hard, right? We all know that will be magnified, you know, and working in self-development this week, I was uh, talking with a client and her and I uh, were going over her goals for the week. And I said, okay, so with regard to psychological and emotional health, what's our plan for the week? Because we don't just teach you how to eat. We don't just teach you how to do a squat, you are transitioning your whole life. So we got to make sure emotionally and psychologically you're on point. And she's like, Lisa, I got a really good tip from uh, another coach and I'm mm-hmm. going to try it. And I'm like, well, what is right. it? Share the tea. And she's like, so I, she's like, you know how you talked about writing down and affirming things that you want and doing, you know, because her uh, self-development practice of choice was journaling. And so we talked about um, the sticky note method and affirming, flipping all the negative things into a positive. So I hate working out. You right? I love working out. Right. Like that, right? She's like, I'm going to record myself saying these things to myself and listen to it every morning. I was so happy. <sighs> How cool is that? That is and very I'm, cool. And I'm doing the same thing now. So what's so cool about it is, you know, you can hop on any podcast or one of your favorite people that you follow and listen to them speak life into you. Mm-hmm. But how much more powerful is it when it's in your own voice telling yourself, right. you got this, you can do this, you're financially savvy, you're fit as 
You know, mm-hmm. you're strong, mm-hmm. you're the best parent, whatever, you have a phenomenal marriage, whatever it is, listen, go back and, you know, spend a few minutes and pre-record it and listen to that every morning, that self-talk, that that's self-speak, dope. it's yeah, so dope. dope, I was like, that's a phenomenal idea, you know, and, and that's how you, if you're one of those people who have a hard time with being unapologetically selfish then that's how you can train your brain for it to become second nature you can remind yourself every morning with a pre-recorded message that you are not selfish you're doing this in the best interest of everyone that you're trying to serve you benefit you deserve this you earn this you need to be healthy and you're you only make yourself in the world a better place when you do carve out time to do what needs to be done for yourself for your business for your health for your finances for your emotions, you know, um, and so when if you can repeat that to yourself every morning and hear that, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool. That tip. is a cool tip, and not and and just take the seriousness out of it. I know we're talking about health and all that stuff, but carving time out for things that other people don't value, such as if you love volleyball, I go to play volleyball such and such this time. Like it's just as important. Just as important. Doing things that you love, go walking around a museum because you like it. It's just as important. You know, and you don't need approval for it. No, nope. no, people won't understand. Well, why won't you just go with your family? You know, I've heard that so many times too. Like, I like to do certain things alone. Like, I want to go to the Black History. I have taken my kids recently to the Black History History Museum, and as I was walking around, I was like, I cannot wait to come back here by myself, by myself, <laughs> to take in every little thing that they don't have the patience for. You know? Yes. Um, I, I'm coming back by myself. It's a different experience. It's a different experience when you you have to enjoy your own company. And I was uh. I was watching a video um, just this morning about a, a guy, a young man um, who was diagnosed with HIV. Mm-hmm. And he was saying when he had to see the counselor right after he got diagnosed, one of the, he was like, I was answering the questions that she asked. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I was answering them. And he said, the only question I got stuck on was she asked, okay, tell me something that you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. He was like, I, I got stuck. I had nothing. I had nothing. And uh, and she was like, don't worry about it. You know, you'll figure it out. She was like, this is the same question a lot of people get stuck on. Crazy. I was like, what? I can rattle off eight things right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? I, I love something. I didn't realize. I mean, I do know I love stuff about myself, but I didn't realize how much. I was like, I got a laundry list of things right now that yeah. I could honestly say. And that goes back to the speaking of affirmations because how many, if you say name something right now you don't like about yourself, how many things could the average person rattle off? Yeah. Because we focus so much energy on that. I hate my thighs. I don't like my arms. True. I hate how you know generous I am in the house. I say yes to everything. I don't know how to say no to people. I hate the, the, the. You know what I mean? Like right. we know all the things we dislike about ourselves. And that's funny. We have a similar question on our onboarding questionnaire at Professionally Fit, the question is, name one thing you're looking forward to the most in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And some people say nothing or I don't know and I can't think. I'm like, you ain't got nothing in your life you're Man. looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, I know that question. I've asked some people that question. Yeah, yeah. And um, it is a very, very interesting and good question. And it's a sad question at the same time when people don't have anything. Nothing. Because like- that's another one with the laundry list. Like, I can't wait to do this. And da, 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 da. But... That speaks into um, intentional, intentional happiness. Yes. Intentional steps toward always growing, always learning, always improving, always being intentional about um, having an activity that you enjoy. You know, um, a lot of people are surprised that my favorite activity on this entire planet is reading. That is hands down my favorite activity. And when I am, you know, face down in a book. I'm just like, this is this is where it's at, right? You know, but I have to carve out time for that because I don't need kids knocking on my door talking about mama, you know, Bryson hit me or, you know, trying to cook a meal in between the book. Like I have to really sit back, give myself an hour or two, and relax with this book, and that that's how I find a lot of peace and stillness yeah. Yeah. and get my mind off of whatever is going on. But that requires me to carve out time, you know. So like, what is your favorite um, hobbies? What do you, how are you going to get healthy? Yeah. How are you going to uh, improve financially? You know? hmm 100%. So let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. Um, bridging the gap is our segment where we make the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as an entrepreneur or your professional career as a nine-to-fiver. Being selfish in the office.
Ooh. <laughs> That's a tricky one, right? Because especially if you're not the boss, you know, you can be getting tucked in several different directions at once. Mm -hmm. So how do you set those boundaries in a professional setting? Oh, easy. <laughs> you ooh, got it all sold out. <laughs> you said, ooh, easy. <laughs> yeah, like like we talked about um, being comfortable and unapologetic with being selfish. Like, you know what? You know, um, like people ask me, uh, do you want to go to this, this particular place on lunch? And I easily say, no, I'm going to pass because this is the time I'm going to journal. Or this is the time I'm going to, like, I will go down to... Um, campus marshes and sit by the, the water and I mean by the fountain and journal mm -hmm. and um, I didn't have a problem feeling like I need to be with the crowd you know yeah. because being selfish is not necessarily not giving something I mean not physically giving something it's you know your time yes and I don't want to give my time at this particular moment I don't want to divide my attention up between two three people or even between another person and myself yeah I want to give myself my undivided attention yes um and and that's what I'm going to do right now and so that that you know I learned to do that from everything everything is it's just it's funny how you learn to do something else by doing one thing that had nothing to do with it like by going to the gym and saying this is what I'm going to do I learned how to say no I don't want to go to this restaurant with you yeah. you know how um you don't know what you're planning for when yes. you do something. You don't Absolutely. know what you're preparing for. And that's why it's so it's so important to give whatever you do in your all. Because you don't know when that thing will benefit you in the future. You know? Yeah, 100%. So, so what's some tips you have to give for people about being selfish in the office, even if they're working on increasing their productivity or if they're working on staying out of some, like, catty or unhealthy work uh, culture that's around the office? Um, how can they do it without feeling like they're maybe compromising their future at the company or possibly compromising their relationships with coworkers? What do you think? You got to start from the beginning knowing who you are. I think I think at the, at the core of any of any decision or anything you plan on executing, at the core of it, you have to know and have to decide who you are. Um, for instance, when I started working, I said I'm not going to be involved in any, I'm not going to be involved in any, um, you know, cattiness. I said that to myself from the start. I'm not going to be involved in any cattiness. I'm not going to be involved in any, um, you know, you know how people, oh, you, you want to take a break when, when, when a break is not due or right. any, I don't Just know how to label like, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you gotta, I think there's really no steps I have. It's just at the core of who you are having uh, what's that word we all integrity yeah having integrity and and when you have integrity and you decide I'm going to be this person all the steps will fall in line yeah it will fall in line um and also not um with the negativity I, I notice it in the break room lunchroom type of environment when you're eating something and people don't approve like how I would be eating vegan food and people are like, ugh, yeah, da, 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 da. Right. Um, a lot of times we'll feel like we have to explain ourselves. Well, yes. this is healthy and this is, you know, just being okay with it. Okay, I don't have to explain to you. Yes. This is what I eat. That's what you eat. We're two separate people and we eat separate things. Like, you don't have to explain yourself. I think that's another big thing. We we over-explain. Yes, 100%. We always are trying to get people to validate something that has nothing to do with their lives. At the, This is my rule of thumb, actually, right now, just as across the board with anything I do in my life. If it does not affect you in the morning, midday, or by the end of the night, your opinion is not valid to this situation. Mm -hmm. You know, because people love to give <laughs> their opinions mm -hmm. and they'll walk away and never think about you again. Meanwhile, you are still thinking about it because it's your life. Right. So you're like, they said this and they said, they ain't even thinking about you. If, it, if, if a person is unaffected by the decision you're making, you their opinion is, I'm not going to say is invalid at all times, but... Most of the time it is. Yeah. You know, if you want to make a decision of what school to go to and your mother thinks this and your father thinks this and your spouse thinks this and this, you know, at the end of the day, who's affected by this? If it's only you, then please, 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 the, the decision should be, weigh 
mostly on how you feel about it and how it will affect you. What do you think? Yeah, I think being selfish about the decisions you make in your life, in your day, on a big scale to down to a small scale, just what you're drinking with your lunch or what you're eating is, like you said, completely on you and doesn't fall on anybody else. You know, with regard to being an entrepreneur and being selfish, the number one always comes back to integrity, like you said. You know, it can sometimes be even harder to you know be stingy when you have a company because you make your own schedule you're on your own time on time and so sometimes you have to say no to things sometimes you have to say no to opportunities if it's not in line with your vision for your brand and so learning how to be selfish with your company you know there's nothing wrong with this being a workaholic to me like mm-hmm. Because a lot, the issue is in our American culture, we associate work with, uh, it's a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. It's bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. why do you work so much? Why are you always working? You need a vacation or you should take it off or you should live a little like I do. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe in balance. I don't believe in work like balance. I just believe in them coexisting, right? right? Okay. So if I'm out with my mate or something, I'll... Like, oh, we're in the middle of dinner, but give me five minutes. I have to take this call. Right. Like, I just believe in them coexisting. I don't not go to dinner. I don't go on vacations. I work I work when work needs to be done. I shut down everything else when things need to be shut down if I need to go into deep work. But I don't believe in, you know, I don't have an off day right now. And, you know, whether I want one in the future, that's up to me. But I work seven days a week now. I believe I can have family dinner in the evening and still be coaching clients in the morning. Like, I believe in coexisting. And I'm... And I know how to be selfish enough with myself that it, it everything is still productive. So as an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to um, be just that and understand that being a quote-unquote workaholic is necessary, but it's not a four-letter word. It's not a bad thing to work all the time, right. especially if you're getting your brand or your business off the ground. There's more leg work required in the beginning until mm-hmm. you get some things automated, until you put some people in place where you could delegate tasks. But um, learn how to be selfish in your business. That's how you be successful. Sometimes we bring our nine-to-five mindset into the entrepreneurial world, and sometimes things just have to be done on or, the fly. Or discounts. Talk about that with entrepreneurs. Um, um, you don't, you don't even want to. That's a whole nother show. Shaking my head. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but what you do know. you mean? Like offering discounts to clients or people expecting that discounts people from the business? Expecting discounts. You're Lisa, you know. Yeah. Yeah, somebody just did that to me the other day. Like, well, and I know I'm going to get a discount, right? And I'm like, no. Why would you? <laughs> I didn't understand the question. <laughs> I remember. Or someone actually thought you were 100% free. I remember somebody just thought you were 100% yes, free. Like, yes, what? Yes, they're like, so it's free, right? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what do you think I do? <laughs> I'm surprised you ain't bought your fist up. <laughs> it was entirely too much. So, you know, being selfish in the, um, being selfish in business, being selfish in your personal life is a skill that you are not necessarily born with, like confidence, but you can acquire. You know, it takes work and the big C it takes consistency you know learning how to regularly um, filter opportunities or and things that come your way and decide what's for you what isn't for you um, and who necessarily you are obligated to and who's affected by the choices that you make um, so excited guys thank you so much for listening to this episode as always if you're in the market for uh, health and wellness and getting on track with your career and understanding how your waistline directly impacts your bottom line, get on over here and join us at Professionally Fit, www.professionallyfit.co. That you, there you can also get this and past episodes. We're also available on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to search for Professionally Fit. And coming up at the end of this month, we have Detroit Fit Mob, our monthly fitness flash mob. So go to DetroitFitMob.com to register for our next free fitness flash mob here in Metro Detroit. Until next time, be well. Peace.